One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of How Many, the only podcast on the internet that counts. I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today are Scott Jr., Gary, and Bob. Guys, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Jesse. All right, tonight we are not really counting. Instead, (laughs) we are doing an homage. Homage. A, a tribute or a downright theft. One of the things that binds us together is the sports station here in Dallas, Sports Radio 1310. In the past, they did a segment called Biggest Show Coming to Town. Well, since COVID, there are no shows coming to town, and they kind of morphed into a segment they've been calling Bands of Your Life. Basically, they ask a guest to join them, and they have 11 questions. The guest needs to give a band for each question, and the kicker is you can only use a band or musician once. We'll just go through them really quickly. Band you hate, band you think is overrated, band that is underappreciated, band that I love, band that you can listen to over and over again, band that made me fall in love with music, band that changed my life, band that surprised me, guilty pleasure, band that I should have seen live by now, great band to see live. And when I say band, you can also say musician. We uh, drew lots and Scott is going to be first in the chair. So quickly, before you get started, I have a question, Jesse. Yes. Did you come up with 11 different variations of Bruce Springsteen? (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. So Scott, band you hate. This is hard to single down, you know. There's a lot of bands out there that I hate. (laughs) I've really softened over the years, and I've tried not to be a music snob. That whole 80s music thing, you can look at any decade and say, God, that was a mistake. The band I just really, really cannot stand is The Smiths. Thank you. I do not like that band. There, there's nothing about them that appeals to me. I've heard the whole, oh, you know, they're just such an intelligent band. I'm sorry. I don't get it. doesn't work for me. I, I don't think I've ever heard. Well, I'm not going to say that. I have heard entire songs because I had friends in college that played them over and over again. <laughs> but uh, I just never have been able to figure out the appeal of that band. And in that vein... It's The Cure and Depeche Mode. Those are the honorable mentions there. I don't get the appeal. So basically any Euro new wave alternative you're out on. Pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of Euro alternative that I do not get. Well, based on camera reactions, it looks like Bob and Gary agree with you about the Smiths. Now, I think (laughs) the Smiths are kind of a one-hit wonder. I like How Soon Is Now. They have a couple other songs that are decent, but... I have a qualifier. The music is not what's terrible. It's the vocals. Morrissey is awful. <laughs> I would okay. agree. I would agree. How uh, soon is now is when they were talking about when their career was going to end. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I am on one of those for like for a hundred dollars. I could have not named one song of the Smiths. <laughs> you, Jesse, you've probably heard some How Soon Is Now. Just, you Je- Jesse, some people are just blessed. <laughs> 
All right. Now, okay. Bob, you said something interesting. You said that you like the music. You just are out on Morrissey because of his voice. Part, part. But you Some like how songs. soon is now the song. I mean, it's overplayed. It's kind of a beating now. But I like Johnny Marr is a really good guitarist. And he's gone on and done other stuff. His solo albums are good. I like him. But Morrissey is just, he's a beat down as a singer. He's a yes. beat down as a human being. He's a <laughs> canceled shows. He's just an a-hole. I hate that guy. Is, is he the basis <laughs> for Chris McKinley? Oh. Born in the U.S. gay. Born in the U.S. gay. I'm a long dong daddy in the U.S. gay. <laughs> What's funny, and Junior may know more about this than I do, but apparently there's this like subculture of Morrissey worshippers in that California, like Chicano. Yes, yeah, yeah. like gangbangers. That it's really? the most bizarre. It's a yeah. very obscure. <laughs> I really like Mexican people. I find them so terribly nice, and they have fantastic hair and fantastic skin, and usually really good teeth. Great combination. I don't have an issue with the Smiths so much, but your honorable mentions, whoa, I definitely do not agree with being out on Depeche <laughs> just, Mode and The Cure. You just wait until oh. the rest of the list, because <laughs> there's going to be more people saying stuff about <laughs> okay. it. Uh, All right. Okay. All right, let's move on. Band that I think is overrated. This one may, I, I know it rocks some shocks because I've talked about this before to some other people and gotten the jaw drop. And again, I've got the big one and I've got two honorable mentions. For my taste, one of the members of this band has actually gone on and has done far, far greater things. For me, that band is, of course, Nirvana. I find Nirvana to be overrated. I think they may have had one album and then everything else was just, I don't know, it just, it didn't hit me. I mean, I sold all their records and I never really got it. Um, and, you know, I look at Dave Grohl and I think that that guy has gone way beyond anything that Nirvana did. I understand the whole, oh, they started the grunge scene and everything, which I'm going to say I don't believe they did start the grunge scene. I think Neil Young started that. Okay. The, I don't think the grunge scene was all that great. But yeah, Nirvana and then Oasis and Radiohead would be the two honorable mentions. Those two bands, I just, I, I've never been able to figure out the general appeal. One or both may be seen in other lists. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Ooh. And Nirvana is something that I've never spent a lot of time listening to. I acknowledge that historically they are well-known and, and have a lot of respect, but it wasn't something that ever made me think a certain way. I think Kurt Cobain dying kind of pumped up the legend of Nirvana. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as how many really good songs they have, they're probably looking at about 10. But he only yeah. had three albums? I think they had four albums maybe, but... Only two of them were really big hits. In Utero and Nevermind. Well, you also have to count the MTV thing, the Unplugged. The Unplugged. The MTV yeah. Unplugged. Although the, the Unplugged stuff was really good. Lake of Fire as an acoustic is just fantastic. Gary, I would give the acoustic versions of their songs a higher thumb up than I would the electric. I don't know that I disagree with that. I mean, I like Nirvana. They put out one really highly respected CD. Or, uh, then they have a couple of follow-ups that might have a few more songs on it. And then they just kind of fade out. I think Junior's right. I don't know if they would have kept producing 
uh, good music at the rate that they did early on, but uh, dying young in a tragic manner, yeah. uh, being murdered by your ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, there we go. So that's much like to, Epstein, well, Cobain did not kill himself. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's, that's a way to sort of solidify yourself in rock history. They're, they're lumped in with probably 50 other bands for me. What do you guys think of his honorable mentions, Radiohead and Oasis? I like Oasis. No, overrated. They, every song sounds the same. I was never a big Oasis fan. They had a couple of hits. I like Radiohead, except for that they didn't have very many. The ones that they have, like Creep, is fantastic. All right. Band that is underappreciated. This artist, every one of you guys are going to know, but you may not know his music after a certain point. He's a, an amazing producer, amazing guitarist, an amazing singer, but his stuff doesn't really get that much push. And the artist is Charlie Sexton. Okay. All right. Texas, Texas guitar slinger Charlie Sexton. We all know his stuff from the early days, you know, when he was like 16, 17 years old, beat so lonely, that kind of a thing. And then his work with the Archangels, which if you haven't ever heard his work with the Archangels, you're missing out something royal. Because <laughs> yeah. that album alone was one of the finest albums I've ever heard. That's a really um, good album. But he put out solo records after that. And the, the writing and the playing, the lyricism on those records is just really, really, really amazing. And you hear it, you get lost in it, and uh, it's one of those guys that he, he just never gets any airplay. And let's face it, I mean, he's, he's one of those artists that doesn't fit a niche right now, you know? Mm -hmm. it was a, a two years ago, I went and saw a show, it was a tribute to Neil Young, and Charlie Sexton was one of the, the main players in there. And I mean, he came out and just ripped on all those old neil young songs and and vocals and it was it was just really really good like the other band i was going to throw out there is a it's a new zealand band that I, I really love called fat freddy's drop they get no love in america but all over europe and uh, australia and new zealand they are they're massive mm -hmm. and they're one of those bands i think once you listen to them you love them all right good anybody I have thoughts on Charlie Sexton. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I am not familiar <laughs> with it all, though I want to want to definitely check him out. Uh, so, Junior, no. you don't remember "Beat So Lonely"? That was on. That was all over MTV back in the day. Right. That was a mm -hmm. huge MTV hit. more positivity now band that i love band that i love i would have to say a band that i love right now is uh, jason isbell nice again you listen to his stuff and it is so powerful and so good um i've seen him in concert a couple times he, again he's one of those guys that you you listen to him and he's amazing and you you may have heard him with the drive-by truckers yeah you know yeah where he got his start um and i think he still references them sometimes in his songs and yeah and some of their some of their best songs he wrote exactly spoiler 
he may be on my list. Uh, his last two albums have been really good, and the one he just released, it gets easier. Because he's been sober for a few years. Yeah, now, right? and it's a song yeah. about addiction. It gets easier, but it's never easy. I just think it's a really powerful song. Exactly. Uh, big fan of his. Scott, go. do you know that you know that drive-by trucker song "Outfit"? I, I know I've heard it. That's probably their best song. The lyrics, awesome. That's one of my favorites of theirs, and it, he sang and wrote that one. These other ones, if you haven't ever heard him before, you got to check him out. I am not familiar with Jason Isbell's it's discography. Uh, Americana. Yeah, very Come Americana. Ahead. All right, great choice. Band that you can listen to over and over again. This one was tough for me because I kind of lean two different ways and you guys are going to give me gruff over it, but one of the bands I can listen to over and over again is Jimmy Buffett. I listen to that stuff and it's almost like vacation in a can. Yeah. <laughs> it takes me somewhere else. It gets me out of my classroom and it puts me in a, a much richer frame of mind. He's not really just Cheeseburger in Paradise song. Right. He's got a lot of really, really, really good songs. Yeah, he's just somebody that I can listen to all the time and I just, I don't get tired of it. He kind of fits into your tiki lifestyle i would it say does right? fit into my tiki <laughs> the other it's band i had in that list was van halen nice i, I yeah. can listen to them forever now so, scott do you appreciate both david lee roth and van hagar yes i find appreciation in both of them i think sammy hagar's got the voice but david lee roth has the stable of songs you know the way i tell people is because i saw them live with both i prefer them much better on the albums with david lee roth but they were way better in concert with Sammy Hagar. Right, because Sammy has the voice. Well, he's got the voice, and he wasn't smashed. They were all <laughs> wasted when I saw him with Daily Roth. It was awesome. Saw him at Texas Jam, and Sammy Hagar was running around on the light rigging. It was crazy. Right. So, Scott, to be honest with you, I always thought Jimmy Buffett was a two-hit wonder. Thank um, you. Not, outside of Margarita <laughs> Bill and Cheeseburger in Paradise, Which, I don't really know much. Quickly solidifying <laughs> the fact that you don't belong on this podcast. I'll, I'll yeah. those, <laughs> when it comes to this kind of music, you're probably right. His... Coconut Telegraph was a CD I played over and over again, and the song "The Weather Is Here." I wish you were beautiful. Oh yeah, remains <laughs> one of my favorite songs. The weather is here. I wish you were beautiful. My thoughts aren't too clear, but don't run away. My girlfriends are bored. My job is too dutiful. Hell, nobody's perfect. Would you like to play? I feel together today. <laughs> Great choice. In fact, I'm now having list remorse because I did not find a way to put him on my list. I just like Jimmy Buffett. I, I know that like if this was done on the P1CR pages, he gets grilled on those pages, but I'm with Scott. He's fun. Yeah. yeah I don't exactly. hate him. And the two songs yeah. that I know are okay. They're just those, not... are the, those are the ones that beat me the most. I like all the rest of the stuff yeah. more than those two hits. And in the mandatory, because gosh, we're into this. We've been taping 20, 30 minutes and I haven't mentioned Bruce. Um, <laughs> In an interview, he once said that he and Springsteen were talking about pancake recipes, and they're like just the dads that cook pancakes. You know, you know, Jesse. 
one of these days I'm going to go through all of the hundred episodes of how many <laughs> and just pull all of the Bruce Springsteen references and just do a compilation of every Bruce Springsteen story and reference you've made and see how many hours it fills on a timeline. Well, if, if you are bored, Set Lessing Bruce is hitting their fifth anniversary in September. Oh, and that would oh. be a great episode. All right, band that made me fall in love with music. I started listening to these guys right at the time I was getting away from the, the bubblegum hit phase, you know, of my life. You know, getting out of elementary school, away from pop music. The first time I heard the song Horse With No Name, it was a stunner, you know, yeah. and I heard America... It was just something that just drew me in. I had to find this. I had to ask my brother, who is the, who are these guys? I remember him saying, oh, it's a band called America. And I was like, oh, are they the guys that do American band? <laughs> you yeah. know, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Completely different band, you know? Um, I used to get that song confused with Heart of Gold, and I used to get transposed like that Neil Young did Horses No Name or that America did Heart, or Heart of Gold. They came out around the same time. Vocals were kind of similar. I started listening to them. You know, I started to hear stuff in music, hear the guitar. And, and hear the drum and hear the bass and listen to the lyrics and saying, man, there's there's really a whole lot more to music than pop bubblegum stuff. So my favorite story about America is they named all their albums started with H. With an H, yes. And including when they did their greatest hits, it was History. Right. And then when one of the members left, the mm -hmm. next album they called Silent Letter. That is one of my favorite American albums. I saw them in Lake Charles while they were promoting that album. So I got to hear a lot of those songs. That's probably on my top 10 of albums. Several of their album covers were the art was done by Phil Hartman. He did a lot in the 70s. Like he did Poco a lot of album did. covers, but he just yeah, did he history. Did. I like the All America right. pick since I'm a big Yacht Rock guy. They're pretty yacht rocky, especially you can do magic. You can do magic. You can have anything that you desire. Magic. Written by Russ Mallard. Okay. All right, band that changed your life. So as much as America made me start really listening to music and listening to what it sounds like, then I got into Neil Young. I was wondering where he was going to show up. <laughs> so then Neil is probably the one that made me start not just the protest songs, but just the, the soul of his music, the sound of his music. And the more I listened to it, it, it changed the way I acted. It changed the way I approached things, you know, and it made me want to hear more stuff like that. It's And it's never stopped. I mean, I, I go to his concerts and... I just sit there in awe. I listen to his albums. I still, just this past weekend, I had like three of his albums in my CD changer in the backyard. I'm just back there dancing and, and air guitaring. And, you know, it made me a different person. I could honestly say so. How many of categories could have Neil Young made if you had been able to pick multiple? Oh, gosh. Band that I love. <laughs> listen over and over again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of them. Have you ever seen him live, Scott? I've seen him live about, I don't know, six or seven times. Awesome. Yeah. I saw him with Crazy Horse once. It was great. I've seen him so, with Crazy Horse a, a few times. I saw him, you guys remember the Bronco Bowl? Yes. Yeah. 
I got to see him at the Bronco Bowl. I was like third row in the Bronco Bowl and saw him there. So that means he was like 15 feet away from me, you know? I felt like a little 15-year-old seeing the Beatles, you know? Oh, <laughs> just, that's nice. <laughs> it, was, it was just really, really amazing. A band and that surprised, that surprised you. Um, when I went away to school, I'm still learning about music, still finding out things. And one day I'm, I'm riding to a store with my old roommate, Jonathan, and he picks up this tape and he goes, here. I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> like, okay. And he pops this tape in and I was totally just overblown by this stuff. I was like, what the hell is this? And it was a band called Lords of the New Church. Lords of the New Church? Lords of the New Church. I would be willing to bet that you've probably heard at least one of their songs. They had a huge MTV hit with a song called Open Your Eyes off their first album. It wasn't any music that I had ever listened to before. It wasn't a style of music I'd ever listened to before. It was completely out of my wheelhouse. Just something that I'd never had a taste for. Once I heard it, it completely just threw me and I, I, I had to hear it, hear it all. I've got everything they put out with their their original singer, Stiv Vaders, until he got hit by a car and got killed in Paris. Uh, they were a band that just totally amazed me. That was the first band I ever took uh, my wife Gina to see live. Ooh, so it's got a special place. I don't know them. I, I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit about it. I've never heard of them. I had a passing interest in them, for, but they didn't really stick with me. But I, I do remember Lords of the New Church. Do you prefer Lords of Acid over Lords of New Church? I mean, me personally, yes, I'd say I do. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the old church. <laughs> All right, next up, Guilty Pleasure. And I guilty am looking pleasure. forward to hearing this. Which is tough because I own everything, man. You know, if I love it, I love it. That's just all there is to it. Sure. I, don't, I don't call it guilty. But these are two artists that my son introduced me to, I guess, about three or four years ago because he knew I loved reggae music. And he just was like, I'm going to play you some stuff there. I'm going to make you a CD of some stuff that is reggae, but it's really different. I'm like, okay. He had this artist named Anthony B. The stuff that he played for me, it just blew me away. It's just, it's, it's got a reggae beat, but it's built really big with a electronica sound, which, you know, it's just not really me, you know, if you think mm -hmm. about the stuff that I've talked about. And the other artist is, is Major Laser. Major Laser. Again, another heavy electronica guy. <laughs> the guy that does Norm's Open? <laughs> or is that just laser? <laughs> oh, <laughs> major, laser. major laser. But those are two guys that I would call guilty pleasures because I've played them in the car. I've kind of dropped in a CD my son made me before when I've had somebody ride in my truck and they just kind of look at me of like, what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> like, where's the Neil Young? You know, where's the ACDC or something like that? So Very nice. Anybody familiar with Anthony B? I know mm. nothing me. Carly <laughs> B? No, no. I, I got nothing. You know, All right. That's the way it ought to be. Band, Band that I should have seen live by now. This one's on there, and I've had several chances to see them. And there still may be a chance, but I think it would cost me way too much, and it's not the same band, but the Rolling Stones. I never saw the Rolling Stones. I had a chance back when, I think it was in the Cotton Bowl, 
and uh, they closed the show for ZZ Top. I think from what I heard, <laughs> ZZ Top came out and blew away. But uh, or I didn't see him. I was just like, ah, I'll, I'll see him some other day. I'll see him some other day. And I just never have. And now I think to go see him would be kind of like seeing a sideshow. It's not them. <laughs> it's just an impersonation of them. And the other one that cripples me that I've never seen him was Warren Zevon. Not going to get a chance now. I'm <laughs> no. that's, that's why I said I, I should have seen him. And, and, you know, he was one of those guys who came through town every now and then. And I'd like, yeah, I'll go see him next time. And then he was gone. And that was just all she wrote. And So he has other things outside of Werewolves of London. Oh, he's got yes. way Lawyer, more. Lawyers, guns, and money. Oh, my God. <laughs> Junior, junior, junior. And, Although uh, that's not as embarrassing as the 20-something that I worked with at my last company who thought that the Kid Rock song was an original. Oh. And the fact that, what? It's The Werewolves of London existed before this? What? <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I used to be one of those, but now I'm just kind of like, whatever gets you here, you know, it yeah. got you here. Yeah. All right, and final question. Great band to see live. One of the greatest bands I've ever seen live were the shows. Every time you go to see them, it is just amazing. And that's Judas Priest. Ah. You see Judas Priest and you've seen a show. Gary, have you ever seen him? Not, not live. It sounds like I missed out, but I'm a huge fan, so I wish I had. I remember one time Gina and I went and saw him, and we were probably like 15th row at the shed. The Starplex, I call it, because that's what it was yeah. back then. Um, we're like 15th, 20th row or something like that. And I remember this this couple sitting next to me the guy was like six foot three and the girl was probably like five foot two and she was he was big tall and skinny and she was kind of short and real 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 busty i think the entire you show noticed that? <laughs> i think the entire show they're like three seats down from us he's standing behind her he's got a hold of her left boob with his left hand He's got her <laughs> right hand in his fist, and he's pumping their fists like that, like during the whole show. <laughs> so it's honking and fist pumping at the same time? Wow. Honking yeah. and fist pumping. But the show was just that good. And, and when Rob Halford rides out on that Harley Davidson, you know, yeah. They, yeah. they do Hell Bent for Leather. I mean, it, there's just nothing like that. Wow. Yeah, what, the time I saw him, he did that. He came out on the encore and did that. And I actually saw Great White open for them pre-fire. Ooh. So I, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that they do once bitten, twice burned. <laughs> that was actually before that came out, but yeah, that was that would have been good stick. Yes, well, I would have to say those are the bands of my life. There's okay many, many, many that were excluded, but you know, when you're making a list, you got to cut. Yeah, exactly. Off. Well, people love people lists. Love lists. Uh, hey, Scott. One question: You mentioned all the bubblegum stuff. Since you, you're, I know you're a few years older than me, but did you? especially in the early mid-70s, were you listening to a lot of AM radio? <clears throat> yes, KFJZ. Yeah, that, that's, was I was listening AM. to almost nothing but AM radio back then. And then I believe KFJZ, they started an FM station, and I think I kind of went over that, but it was still pretty bubblegummy. I want to say like 72 that I, I got mm -hmm. into Q102 and KZEW. Ah, know? the zoo. Mm -hmm. ah, yes. Around, you know, 11 years old. That's okay. when I started realizing, wow, 
there's some cool S out there, man. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Some good stuff. I, I like this a lot. We would love to hear your picks of the bands of your life. We want to hear what you think of Scott's thoughts. If they want to reach us, how can they, Junior? They can reach out to us by email to howmanypodcasts at gmail.com. They can uh, leave a message on the YouTube channel. Uh, just search for the How Many Podcast. They can send us a tweet on the How Many Twitter account. Or you can uh, send me a tweet directly, even though I won't read it. Mexican underscore junior. And you can hear me at Jesse Jackson DFW. Gary. At travel underscore cowboy. And Bob. At lukewarm tallboy. And Scott. It's GS Matula on the Instagram. Scott underscore Matula on the Twitter. And you can go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review us. All right. So this is the end of this episode. But hey, keep subscribing because we're all taking a turn. And we're all going to share the bands of our life. But for now, thank you. Be safe. Wear effing masks. And we'll talk to you soon. Like sands through the hourglass, these are the bands of your life. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.